Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex, regrets, so feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's cup of everyone and welcome to couples therapy my name is andy my name's naomi we're a real life couple a real life couple of comedians and on couples therapy we answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners lashana tova everyone yes russia shana just a couple days ago yes the jewish new year hey the new year for everyone new year new me new year new us us <laughs> both we're both gonna be new everyone is new we're all born again by the way i'm a born again christian now so, oh so. wow! And you're announcing that it's part of the Jewish New <laughs> yes, Year. It's part of the Jewish New Year. Wow! 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 I had no idea. <laughs> yes, no, no. I have, I have welcomed, <laughs> I have welcomed Christ into my heart, but not like the real, you know, from the Bible one. You know, the one that's like all ripped and is wearing an American flag as a cape and carrying an AK. That's my uh, Jesus. Oh, okay. I don't know about that Jesus. I don't know about him. You know, I prefer black Jesus. Hair like lamb's wool. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not here for any other reimaginings. No, no, no. Mine is white as the driven snow. Do you have any plans for 5784? <laughs> like, are you feeling like we're going to bring, you know, like, are you... Also, how do you feel about sort of New Year being in September? Mm-hmm. And d- Growing up, did you, you know, when you would have to go to services and stuff? Did you look at it differently or did you consider it like, I could use this as an actual new year? No, I hated it. <laughs> I, uh, first of all, you know, school's just starting. So mm-hmm. now you have to leave school for Rosh Hashanah. We have to leave then for Yom Kippur 10 days later. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You have to explain to people why you're out. Right. Uh, you don't get a perfect attendance award because you're now leaving because, you know, you don't get off in Pennsylvania for the Jewish holidays. I so. Know. You know, so no, it was always a, always just a reminder of, uh, being different. (laughs) So no, I did not see it as, I did not see it as anything. And, and, and you're in temple for all day. It is so boring. Wait, at Rosh Hashanah or both. And you're just praying for like, oh, like, is there an excuse where I can step out? Like, but wait, can I go pee but, and then just wander around outside for a little bit before I have to go back in? When you were a kid, and I mean, like, under the age of 16, was it, like, 
service for kids like you can't expect kids to sit all day so i'm assuming like you you guys were like in the basement and there was like a separate thing that maybe involved singing and activities and stuff not under the age of 16 but like when i was young but then once you are getting you know nearing bar mitzvah age i don't even know at what time you're just you gotta be in it yeah because you got that yeah you got that mitzvah coming up and that's 13 so that means they really probably you're on the clock then come what age 11 they're like, think, you gotta focus up. I think maybe somewhere up. around 10, 11. Oh my God. You don't get any years to relax. No, and you're just oh sitting there God. scribbling. You're borrowing your mom's <laughs> pen, scribbling. Well, look, again, right? We're pre cell phone. I mean, I wonder what kids are doing now. You know what I mean? They've got their cell phones. Oh, they got kids, that on silent. They these play kids today, yeah, during good. the high holy days, don't know how good they got it. They TikToking. It might. Oh, they are TikToking. Singing, doing a dance to Cole Nidre. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh my God. For absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Oh, there, come on. It's is very, there, it's there like has giving, to be some. It's giving sh- like, get yes. ready with me. I'm on my way to Temple. Yes. And then it's like a teen and she's like getting her outfit together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely like shining her shofar. <laughs> and no, that wasn't a Lauren Bobert reference. Oh my God, Andy. Please don't bring it up. Please don't bring it up. Beetlejuice. Don't say it a third time. <laughs> don't say it a third time. But yeah, no, totally boring. I I, I uh, dreaded <laughs> having. I don't. I didn't like going to temple for just you know Friday nights and stuff. Yeah, but definitely for the high holy days, it was dread. Oh no, that's so sad. But you boring. are very. But you are very attached to your religion and culture now. So even though you dreaded it as a kid, there is some value to having had that. You know what I mean? Having had those traditions. I find meaning in other traditions, not in sitting in temple. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So <laughs> that that's the one part of it where I'm like, nope, I could have done without all day in temple. <laughs> Anything else. Right. Anything right. else. Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, yeah, so do you have any... New Year resolutions, Naomi. What now you are you're a Jewish I? wife now. I'm a Jewish wife in 5784. What do I want? You know, I think I, you know, it's funny because I have been realizing, certainly, obviously, the strike has impacted all of us and um, obviously the financial way, but also the emotional toll. And I think the thing I'm trying to figure out is like, because I am feeling, I'm at this point where I'm feeling very despondent about it and kind mm. of not even necessarily like, will there be a deal? Because I'm sure there'll be a deal, but sort of what are the long term ramifications of the fact that, you know, these studios, especially the ones led by streamers, don't really care about us and don't want to be in the business in the traditional way where you mm-hmm. want to work with creatives to build something. So I'm like, you know, I got at least 20 more working years in my life. And I'm like, can I eke, eke it out in this biz? Yes. And I'm trying to figure out if I can, how so. Like maybe if I had any kind of power and popularity before the, you know, things started to crumble, I think maybe because, you know, there'd be recognizability to it. To me, to as, as an entity or whatever, but I, I just, I'm, I'm wondering <laughs> as an I'm, entity, as an entity, as a, as a human, and so I'm just kind of wondering as an it's entity just, in the the red room from so Twin get, Peaks. So I'm trying to figure out. I think for me, you know, fifty seven eighty four, it's like, what does it look like doing what I want to be doing slash what do I want to be doing, and knowing that the it's always an uphill battle, but it's going to be even worse as these companies get fewer opportunities. Mm. I think I'm like. All right. So I'm trying to just figure that out. You know, always, I've never been good with resolutions, you know, because I'd be, I'd be up here saying I'm, I'm a resolve. 
I'll be like, I'm going to exercise. I'm a, I'm a, I, oh my God, when I was young, I used to say, get skinny. Just that phrase. And I was like, well, babe, we got to break it down into component parts slash that's not the greatest feeling. Um, but uh, so I don't know. So yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get things, I'm trying to get things right. What about you? 5784, babes. Oh, yeah, I'm just going to eat more bagels this year. Oh, okay. Okay, simple. Simple, elegant. All right. You know, I'd be coming, I'd be coming to the mic real. I'd be coming to the mic Volney. And then this one <laughs> over here. Talk about eat more bagels. Please. Mary. What do you do? I do my vulnerable work in therapy. Well, I ain't there for that. What you say, What you got to say? We got an update, Naomi. Now, okay. usually... Usually, if the update isn't within a week or two, I have no idea what they're talking about. Of course, of course not. Now, this person, though, this is from years ago. That's insane. Pre-pandemic. This is wild. Pre-pandemic. And however, however, they included a synopsis mm. at the top. So here's Thank the you. thing. Thank you. Love to hear your updates. If the updates are more than a week or two old, please include a synopsis. Yeah, you got to remind us. You got to remind us because you have to say week, that's a week or two from when you heard the episode. We maybe recorded it three or four weeks before that. So you got to really update us with something when you're like, hey, got some news. But also a couple years, this better be a good update. That's all I have to say, Andy. Mm, hi, blast from the past. No, y'all love an update. So here's one coming in a solid two years later. Ooh. If you have no memory of this, which is totally understandable, I'm a roller derby playing bisexual crisis having Paris based listener who wasn't sure how to figure out if she's really bisexual while in a long term relationship with a very sweet man. Mm. Y'all responded to my voice note on the episode with Ryan O'Connell. Okay, taking us back. Yep, in person mm -hmm. back in the day. If I remember. Uh, Ryan correctly. Ryan might have been the first guest who just was very real with <laughs> the listener. Just say the first guest who savaged people. <laughs> it's like we try to come in warm-hearted. <laughs> we want to be gentle but direct. And Ryan was like, uh, no, babes. <laughs> we do give that we tell that to the guest. We're like, hey, you know, we try to be empathetic. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and he, I believe he just said that uh that she was a full-blown lesbian quote. <laughs> If I, that's what Ryan said. I believe. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, back to her note. Well, I had to have another couple years of processing and a breakup, but I finally hit the apps. It only took me one Bumble date to confirm that, wow, I am absolutely not straight. What? Helps that it was a picnic by the Seine, complete Ooh. with a sunset. She was from Italy and spoke to me in French with an Italian accent. Can you imagine? watch this movie <laughs> what are you talking about picnic by the Seine, yes. italian and french richard linklater get on this honey before midday because he's already done before sunset before sunrise after midnight after midnight i need like before midday because that's a picnic sure well <laughs> since then i've been enjoying personal revelations left and right and it's a pretty fucking good time Thanks for the advice, even though I can't remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Wishing y'all the best. Jen, in quotes. Jen in quotes. Jen. Alias Jen. Alias Jen. Jennifer Garner alias. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for writing in for not forgetting us. Okay? You remembered. You said, let me tell these people because I came to them when I was in crisis. So let me update now. Now that I'm in my revelation era. Hey. 
just because you're in crisis doesn't mean you have to cry, sis. Just come to us for some advice, sis. Okay, okay, Andy starting his rap song. Move over, Samus. We might have a new intro. No, move over, Grandmaster Flash. That is sub. That is no, but I'm sub saying 1973 it would, I'm assuming it would be the new intro. You say, just because you're in crisis, you ain't got a crisis. Come for advices. That's cute. And or what about advices? No. Good advices. No. So that's what you be doing. You be doing some like off rhyme. That's like your indie rock kind of impulse. No. <laughs> Keep it simple. Come to us for advices. You want to drop your vices? Well, we the wisest. Yeah, that's right. Not I'm bad. done. I can't really do a whole rap, y'all. <laughs> I just come up with a couple words at a time. Uh, musical improv was never my forte. Mm. Hey, before we get to the guest today, I just wanted to say we have a Patreon. We are still on strike. It seems to be unending. They really are uh, waiting until we lose our homes and uh, yeah. apartments. Yeah, they want to break the membership so that they take any deal offered and we can't do it. Although I will say this. How great was it? Almost all the talk shows, except obviously Bill Maher, have gone back and said we're not going to start again until the strike is over. Can you believe? Can you Can believe? Can you believe? I know. Can you believe? It's like, look, that's, it's funny because, you know, Drew, Drew Barrymore went on a journey. It took her like a seven-day journey. And it's like, Drew, we don't want to have to yell at you. No. We don't want to have to come for you. We don't want to have to send Francesca Ramsey out after you with a video on TikTok that eviscerates. We don't want to have to go in and look at the cost on Redfin of every one of your houses and say, <laughs> hey, do you really need to do this before the strike's over? Exactly. We didn't want to have to do that to you. But obviously, you don't have the internal compass or the people in your life close to you to shut it down so then the internet had to be mean to you we don't want to have to do that babe we don't we don't we don't want to have to do that (laughs) we out here fighting for our lives i am dying to know where she recorded that video though because it was almost giving me like hotel room like i imagine because you know the apology video is always like let's look disheveled let's Mm. try not to look so wealthy let's try to look you know haggard and hurting so that we feel, you know, we can get some sympathy. I bet it was in her personal chef's WeHo apartment. Well, I wonder, I could just imagine Drew trying to call her poorest friend, being like, can I come into your bathroom? <laughs> like her just scrolling, being like, okay, what's my second assistant? Where's she living? She may not have too much, she my has, second assistant. She has people's income in her contact list, like behind their names. It's their names and then income. She probably slash rich people know where it's like, oh, I've never been to that person's house. Mm. They don't have the luxuries I have. And I said, she was like, she's like, Okay, maybe maybe I can ask like my second uh. stylist. Maybe my second stylist. Where's Los Feelers again? <laughs> or she just like somebody came to deliver her postmates and she said, Where do you live? Uh. Can I shoot a video in your house real quick? Oh wait, she's in New York, right? <laughs> yeah. Where's the Upper West Side again? I've never been there. That's <laughs> that's that's poor to her. No, she's like, uh, can, do I need to charter a flight to Inwood? How do I get to Inwood? <laughs> do I need to get the chopper? Does someone have a hallway? What is the part of New York that is more wealthy than the Upper West Side? Do you have to go to Westchester at that point? Upper East. Upper East Side. Upper East. <laughs> so yeah, so she's camped out of the Upper East Side. Yeah. So it's like okay. Like, Stephen, where's uh, where do the poors live? Where can I? What? Where, wait, they've been pushed out of everywhere. Right, 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 right. So there's nothing really nowhere in Manhattan I could really go. There's got to be something. Jersey can City? You, no. No, that can't be it. What about? Can you get me to Staten Island? Maybe into a firefighter's basement. I need to record a video that's relatable. Does Colin's parents still have a have a house over there? No, no, I... no, not Colin, Drew. Someone else. Because uh, that's what I imagined. Because I was like, you can't. It's like so funny. But 
Anyway, we do have a Patreon. Yes, patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. Two bonus episodes a month for five diggity diggity dollars. No, don't put that in your rap song. Oh, wow, Naomi. What's the, wrong with the diggity stare. diggity dollars? That's uh that's uh, firmly 1995, I believe. Oh, I thought it was like, this is the thing. You say anything, I'm like, what? Did the person who said that, did the person who sang No Diggity end up being arrested for serial assault? Like, I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm like, I'm like so, why? If what's, I'm, what's happening? If what's I'm giving all? 1973, you're giving 1995, and neither of those well, are in vogue at the moment. It's a mishmash. All right, move over. Wish, move over, Ice Spice. I do wish in vogue was in vogue at the moment, but they're not, sadly. So, I'm Naomi, sad. yes. The Patreon, two extra episodes a month. We will announce the winner of the wedding comment contest yes, soon. We're, we, look, we're culling, we're reviewing, we're deciding. Yes, All but right. who was our guest on today's episode? Our guest is the hilarious, the wonderful comedian, Caitlin Palufo. Mm-hmm. Y'all, I met Caitlin last November for the first time. She opened for me in Vermont at Vermont Comedy Club, and I just loved her energy, and she was such a lovely lady, and she's also in a relationship with a short king. And I said, we got to get you on the pod. We got to get you on the pod. So we had a great time. You can go to her website, CaitlinPalufo.com. You can see all her dates. She's got some fun dates coming up around the country. Okay. So don't say we don't think about y'all. Okay. Cause she out here. Caitlin is hooking up Kansas, Wisconsin, New Orleans. Honey, she out here. You can get the link in the show notes. Maybe wear a mask if you're going to go see her. Well, absolutely. That's just us. I'm sick of telling people what to do. <laughs> I'm sick of it. I, all I'll say is if you listen to this pod, I want you to live. I just want the and record want, to show when when everything changes, when society changes, we are on the correct side of history. I just want you to know I want you to live. I want you to be comfortable. I don't want you homebound, bedbound. Okay? Certainly not on some bullshit like seeing a comedy show. <laughs> like, mine included. I'm like, I need that ain't it. So ain't it. stay safe out there. But for now, roll it. Caitlin, we just met, like, what, uh, three minutes ago? Went into a yes. flurry of explaining tech shit to you, and now we're here. I have read as much as I could about you online. Uh, oh. You, you studied video art, so, of course, mm-hmm. all we're going to do this hour is talk about Nam June Paik. Naomi, are you ready? I don't even know who that is, Andrew. Video artist. Very famous video artist. <laughs> all right. Caitlin. Yeah. It wasn't really my taste, but God bless. <laughs> <laughs> now, Caitlin, we met beautiful Vermont Comedy Club. We um, did. We did so well that last November. Mm-hmm. Look at us, you know. Um, that was last November. <laughs> yeah, that was November. That was wow. like almost. It seems like yesterday. Doesn't it, though? And I think we stayed up until 4 a.m., something that I haven't done since I was young. I don't know. Maybe 4 a.m. I'm exaggerating. It was something where I was like, this is late. And I don't It was late. Yeah. Well, you were staying for another day. You were like staying the day after. And then I was leaving that morning. But I was like, this is fun. I'm going to stay and hang. And then I was like, I'm too old for this shit. It is. I got bad knees. I'm tired. (laughs) But you were having a nice time. We were all having a nice time. It was a good group. It was. It was a healthy, a healthy trio. I can't mm-hmm. imagine you staying up until four a.m. except with insomnia. Like I can't imagine you yeah. choosing to stay up. I know, like just like in, in a feeling of joy and reverie. Well, you know, I, I leave the house so rarely. 
And yeah. that's you were on the other side of the country, Andy. I said, let me live. Let me live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was I was already on the right time zone. So you were you were on the wrong time zone. And so to you it probably felt like ten o'clock. That's true. Now, Caitlin, you, you know, famously engaged to a short king. Oh, um, I love him. And Tell us, can you tell us where you're at in the whole engagement wedding planning process? Sure. Yeah. So we got engaged over a year ago and um, we haven't planned a single thing. Great. Thank you. Yes. Uh, it's going great. We actually decided uh, to freeze my eggs instead. So we froze my eggs. Okay. Uh, it, we just finished the process on Wednesday. Oh. And um, so now we're going to try and start planning a wedding with whatever money we have left. So <laughs> how was the egg freezing process painful? Yes, it was more mm-hmm. intense than I anticipated. And I anticipated it to be pretty intense. So <laughs> wow, 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 wow. There was just an article last week about about women saying like, hey, this is really painful. Can we have some anesthetic? And they're like, nah. And they're just shoving something into your fallopian tube. Well, I thought yeah. there was a true crime thing where the woman was like, you are supposed to be sedated for it. But there was like a nurse at a specific clinic who was like taking the drugs for herself. Yeah. So there were several <laughs> women who didn't receive oh, the anesthetic they would on? have. Is it? Are you you have a little anesthetic going on down there, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. They um they put me completely out. Oh, uh, so I was sitting in the stirrups, very vulnerable. And <laughs> and I'm like, what is the, what are the drugs supposed to get? And then I'm just like. <laughs> completely out and so i woke up about 20 minutes later and um i felt a little like a little cramping but nothing bad and for like a few days i felt fine and then day three that's when i was like oh this is now the cramping begins they tell you what medicine to take and so it's definitely manageable i was able to do shows and stuff but well no it you're was, doing uh, shows because you're a sick comedian who doesn't know how to take care of themselves comedians be doing shit like correct. that it's like sit your ass down <laughs> you said, no i got like, exactly two days after yeah. heart surgery you're doing a sit at the comedy store yeah <laughs> i'm literally doubled over and wobbling and i'm like i'll get the adrenaline when i go on stage <laughs> I think your wound's bleeding. Stop, heckler. Oh, no, that's yeah. a TikTok video, right? Isn't that what people are doing? Oh, yeah, a comedian annihilates heckler Who's with their open yeah. open wound. Yeah, blood foaming from her mouth. Just, <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, yeah. So this decision to freeze your eggs, were mm-hmm. you like... This sounds like very prepared questions, they have. You sound like a I'm not prepared. I'm responding, okay? And I'm also trying to get us into it because we have limited time. <laughs> Okay. Well, that's what my that's why I have a hard out. I have to talk to my doctor doctor at three ten. They're going to tell me how everything went, oh, and so it's a very important hey. phone call. Yes. Oh, otherwise, okay. otherwise we... I would push it for you, Nate. <laughs> Can we be in on that phone call? This sounds like great content. <laughs> I think I, you know, honestly, my doctor, Doctor Klasky, he's pretty chill. He'd be down for it. Like, were you this process of freezing? This decision to freeze. Are you someone who always wanted to have children? You know what I mean? Like, I guess the decision to kind of mm-hmm. do this and push this to the way where you're like, you know, like protecting your womb is paramount. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted kids like up until I started comedy. And then I started doing comedy. And I was like, oh, I'm fulfilled. This is great. I yeah. love be- I love my job. I love being independent. I can't imagine having a family now. And then the pandemic hit. And I was like, oh, I might not be as fulfilled as I thought I was. <laughs> and uh, Wait, Caitlin, let, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. No, no, I get it, but also opposite. Uh-huh. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. You find no, out no. real fast if you want kids or not. Yeah. <laughs> what was it about the global pandemic where you're like, I want to bring another human being into this? Be this well, being the global situation. I mean, it's more the person I'm with. Uh, this was the first time I was in a very stable, healthy, happy relationship. Um, and, uh, and we were together all the time doing activities. And I was like, wouldn't it be great if we had a kid too? <laughs> uh-huh. And then it, it was, it's like, and then we got cats, <laughs> you know, Gorgeous. the gateway yep. drug for children. Uh, and <laughs> I, we love our cats so much. And it just kind of like, it was always in the back of my head. Like I could be a mother, I could be a mother. And then we talked about it and we were like, yeah, but we're definitely not ready. Uh, and so we decided to freeze the eggs Mm -hmm. as like a backup plan, uh, for when we are ready in like three to five years. So, Uh cause I'm in my mid thirties, so it's, um, it's rolling the dice. Uh, and so I just, we decided to do that, just have a safety net and then try and get pregnant when we're more financially stable. So. so here's the thing, Andy, because I understand, because I agree. I said the world is falling apart. Why new people? Mm-hmm. However, I do think that, as you said, when you said stand up was doing this for me. And then we had 15 months where we couldn't do stand up. And so mm-hmm. I do think for some people, there's that feeling of, OK, well, this is the thing I do, because I definitely had this crisis initially of like, this is the thing I do. And will I ever really be able to do it again safely? Because you know how I am mm-hmm. with the Coco Caitlin, even though we out yes. here, still not out here. And yeah. so <laughs> there is this question of sort of okay, if this goes away, what am I doing? You know, what is going to give me that fulfillment? So I would imagine Mm -hmm. that, you know, two comedians sitting in the house for 15 months, Mm -hmm. you said, let's make a life. Let's have the option to love something else, perhaps. Yeah. And it was, uh, I think it was also part of me was not acknowledging that I did want a family. I just assumed I couldn't have one because of my job. And so I was like, well, let's lean into that thought and Mm -hmm. just, pretend like I don't want a family because I have my job. But then it's like, you go to therapy, you stop doing stand up and you realize, Oh, I do want a family. (laughs) Do you have a good relationship with your parents? Yes, I do. I have a very, I I think it's good. (laughs) Um, No, Caitlin has healthy self-esteem. I don't get the sense, at least from your stage persona, you don't seem like somebody who is on stage to work through your trauma. No, no. I, um, I always say growing up, I had a great childhood. I was very lucky. Um, and, uh, I have two parents, I have two parents. Okay. Stop uh, bragging. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. wow. <laughs> but, um, you know, we had our, we were poor, but we were full of love. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was able to be a kid and have fun and my parents are still together, whether or not they should be, who knows? Um, <laughs> but they, they're still very Catholic, stubborn Catholic. So uh, um, do they like each other? Like, do you get the sense again, when you joke about who knows, but like, do they still have warmth there? Or do you get the sense that it's like, we just in it to be in it? I think it's a little bit. I think it depends on the day. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because sometimes they're they are always laughing. Growing up, I remember them laughing mm-hmm. and then they would scream at each other and then they would laugh and then they would scream. <laughs> you know, it was that back and forth. <laughs> By the way, can I give you a peek into my brain? When you were talking Please. about them being happy and Catholic, in my mind, they were Lady and the Tramping, a communion wave. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. That is the shortest spaghetti. <laughs> They're just already kissing when they put the vanilla wafer in. Okay, there's no anticipation. It's arm. <laughs> I also love that it's a vanilla wafer Ooh, in your vanilla. mind. I yeah. said, That's good. I said, I go to church and they were giving out nillers. <laughs> they were giving out niller wafers. I mean, I'd, I'd be going now. <laughs> <laughs> Which is more tasteless, 
matzah or a communion wafer? Communion wafer. I've had both. <laughs> Great. Uh huh. I think, yeah. I agree with you. The communion wafer. It was funny. So I was never. Um, I was baptized, but whatever it is that you get to get the wafer, I wasn't that. Mm-hmm. So I was always jealous because I felt like because I went to Catholic school up until fifth grade. So we would have oh. church during the school week. And I was always very jealous that everybody else got to have a cookie during this bored ass ceremony. <laughs> and then when like later, you know, older in life, I was like, I tasted one of those things and I was like, oh, they like really are like paper. It's like a rice mm-hmm. cracker. And I was yes. like, oh, I'm not jealous anymore. That was not very no, good. No, <laughs> I know. It's all exciting. And I always wanted to have the wine to give you a peek into Caitlin as a kid. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I want to drink the blood of Christ. <laughs> and then, But I was like, I know it's wine. <laughs> and um, I still, to this day, have never had it. I uh, oh. Because it freaked me out because they would have it at our church. They would have the cup and then people would sip from it and then they'd just wipe yes. off the rim. And Thank and you. then I got old enough to have the wine. I looked at it. I was like, I'm not drinking out of that. That's it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I am with you. I was yeah. like, ew. Like, and again, I've always been a, a little germaphobish. So like, mm-hmm. even then I was like, okay, what are we doing? A line of people are drinking from the same mug and we don't even know where they've come from. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are yeah. they still doing it now in 2023? Maybe they have individual straws <laughs> <laughs> even worse you know. even worse backwash bottom I'm the, first yeah. the cup. Yeah. I'm the first at the cup if that's the situation <laughs> co-communion COVID yeah yeah there's a co-communion we're, we're workshopping jokes here we're yeah. Yeah, we'll be right back after this <laughs> oh, no we're not, that was not a break no no I know it wasn't but I'm going <laughs> oh, okay. to take a question because I have another question oh so, yeah sure oh, I have sure. questions but you go first okay so I'm curious, so Caitlin, you know, when I saw you, you have a joke that makes me laugh so much about being a little, and I'm going to say the phrase, that the audience knowing that I'm sex negative will be surprised that I enjoy this joke, but you talk about being a jizz raccoon. Thank you so much. <laughs> this is so yes. funny. Um, but, but the thing, I, sorry, I'm not asking you to tell the joke, but what is that for, for me and other listeners who haven't seen it? What does that mean? It means um, it's about me deciding that I want to have a kids uh it's like before the pandemic i didn't want children but then after the pandemic i just became a jizz raccoon basically where i was just so like, like give me all your cum yeah <laughs> i want to make a baby like trash yeah. cans looking for like tied up exactly condoms. there's literally like <laughs> just me just full on the i have merch that i sell that it's a sticker of a raccoon in a trash bin foaming at the mouth with jizz so <laughs> we have fun but here's the thing your fiance isn't mm-hmm. he like a clean comedian? Yes. <laughs> I need to know how y'all two came together. Obviously, I know people obviously who they are on stage versus who they are in real life. I understand the difference in that. Wait, However, are you? I'm sorry. Are are you engaged to Brian Regan? Famous <laughs> clean comedian. You want to know something funny? I'm engaged to Brian Regan's opener, Stephen Rogers. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, he he's been opening for Brian for years. Wow. Um, yeah. So yes, it, you're absolutely in the ballpark. <laughs> how did it but, happen? Yeah. How, how did it happen? How did this little jizz raccoon meet this sweet little little? I say religious, not really, but do you know what I mean? Like just like fun yeah. for the whole family mm-hmm. comic. Like how you know? Because so many of us we meet in the context of working, and so you're yeah. seeing someone perform. Like that's kind of how you like the in, the introduction mm-hmm. of like oh I want to talk to that person. Yeah. And um so different. Tell me about this. Yeah. He's my little altar boy. Um <laughs> <laughs> He uh 
We actually did a comedy festival together in Ithaca when we were brand new. I was maybe three years in and he was like four. Um, he was hosting the shows and I was performing on them, but we each had partners at the time. Um, but then, but we stayed in contact. We were friendly. And then, uh, he moved to New York and we became writing partners. Oh. Um, we would hang out and we were friends first, like just mm-hmm. friends. And then we both got single at the same time, like mm-hmm. within two weeks of each other, we both broke up with our other people. On purpose. Not Someone think- broke up on purpose. <laughs> Wait, was the second? I didn't. <laughs> who, who was the first breakup in that? I believe I was the first breakup and he was in like a break. Uh-huh. Like we broke up clean and then he was on a break with his person. Uh-huh. Um, but and then I broke up with the other. Like, do you know what I mean? I like sometimes know. like you'll see like. Uh, I mean, it happens in movies. I don't know if it happens in real life, but like in movies, mm-hmm. someone breaks up and then uh, the, it, it uh, rebounds through the friend group and then all of them break up. <laughs> do you know what I'm oh, talking about? That happens in, yeah. in those like shitty indie movies where they don't know what else to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was more we were complaining about our situations together uh, before we broke up. And then we were, we, I think we both acknowledged that these breakups or these partners weren't forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but just talking as friends again, like I'm one of those people who has blinders on, you know, like if I'm with you, I'm only with you. I don't oh, really, okay. sure, I don't sure, see sure, outside. That's good. That's yeah, nice. yeah. yeah, of course. No, yeah. yeah. And so when we, uh, when I broke up with, or when, when me and my partner, it was very mutual. We broke up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then we uh, got drunk one night when we were both unattached mm-hmm. and uh, we just smooched and uh, we slept it. together the first night. Cause I get it out of the way and <laughs> <laughs> I'm a jizz raccoon through and through. <laughs> and, uh, and then it was just like, Oh, this fits so easily because we're already friends already so comfortable with each other. And, um, and he had a good dick. So it was like, perfect. You know, was there any worry, though? Because I felt this way with Andy because Andy and I were friends and also he wasn't a stand up. But like I was doing UCB stuff. We were kind of in the same community. Mm-hmm. And I remember being nervous about it. It was like because at the time I was like, well, if we hook up, I'm going to have to see him again. You know what I mean? Like yeah. There's no getting away from him, even yeah. if it doesn't work out. And so I was a little hesitant. But then I just got to a point where I was like, I haven't known a, t- a man's touch in six months. And, and I said, let's take the risk. But did you have any worry, especially because y'all were writing partners? So that's like even mm-hmm. closer, you know, like really good friends and yeah. working together. Yeah. I mean, we ran in such different circles, which is probably why we write well together is because he works in the clean world and I work in the and New York comedy is very big. Yeah. So even if it didn't work out, I don't think it would have been too painful. Mm-hmm. Um, but also we were drunk. So that, I mean, there's no, I was like, he's cute. You know, like there's, there is no, like, let me take a second and think about this. I think we're both very lucky that it worked out. Well, exactly. That on the, when yeah. you woke up on the flip side, it was yeah. like, let's keep hanging out. Yeah. When the jizz yeah. goggles were off. Yes. The jizz goggles. Oh my God. But the, I think it was a good sign that we woke up in the morning and then had sex again, sober. Ah, so okay. that's like okay now this is uh let's we both were like let's see what you know and then you know that was the time we remembered and we were like it was great <laughs> so <laughs> it was a loving movie sex loving yeah movie sex. soft yes. focus missionary position <laughs> <laughs> yeah very very granola <laughs> just <laughs> to the point let's see if our parts work well <laughs> yeah and yeah, you got to start with the basics and then you can get creative. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you mean creative? <laughs> what do you 
what do we more, you don't want to start sorry, with the weird positions and then you don't want to that you don't want that to be your base you got to have places to go sorry what do you mean position <laughs> it, it, there's multiple options. i learned i'm i learned sex ed in america <laughs> so i only know there's one and then i've seen in movies mm-hmm. in every movie eternals Every movie with a sex scene, it's always just... Did you say er- Eternals? Eternals. Eternals. The Marvel film? Yeah, I, did, I, I didn't like pronounce the E like that, but Eternals. <laughs> is, that how, is that how... Am I pronouncing this wrong? I don't understand. It, I didn't know there was a sex scene in Eternals. Eternal, it, Eternals. A very, chaste, a very chaste sex scene between uh, the don't guy from me. Game don't of Thrones and Gemma me. Chan. I don't want to know. I'll tell you, I don't know what either of you are talking about, so... <laughs> You both lose, huh? <laughs> so, okay, wait. So, what was your dating history leading up to uh, Brian Regan's opener? I don't know his name. <laughs> Steve. Steve. Sweet Steve. Um, Sweet Steve. I was all over the place. Uh, I worked in, I was a bartender for a while. So, um, if you've ever worked in a restaurant, you know that it's very incestuous. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I've had, I, you know, I hooked up with a bunch of people. Uh, from the bar and in the restaurant, line cooks galore. Um, <laughs> I had a great time. Uh, yes, chef. There's like there's like a six year period where I was like, Caitlin, you really did it. Okay, <laughs> you did a great job. Um, and then I had a, a serious boyfriend. I had like a few serious boyfriends, but one I was like 30, just starting comedy. He was a line cook. Um, very sweet boy. But we just went in different directions. So we were together for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Then we broke up. And then a month later, Steve and I got together. Okay. Yeah. Now talk to me about the therapy of it all. Because you joked about, you know, like therapy. When did that come into play? Therapy. Oh, boy. Thank God for therapy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had a therapist. I went to her a few times, uh, maybe like four or five years ago. And I uh, just couldn't quite get it into the rhythm of it. Um, and then I, during the pandemic, uh, they were doing the sliding scale. You oh, know, yeah. you found oh, someone yeah. who could do a sliding scale. Oh, and I found her. I think so. I don't know. But now I'm hooked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she's been so helpful. Um, and uh, it's been, um, been, she's been great for my finances. Uh, what do you mean? I realize, yeah, because like I am very bad, or I, at least I used to be very bad with money. Mm-hmm. I used to spend spend whatever I got in. I was just used to being uh, without money, you know, just used to struggling all the time. And she really helped me uh, realize my spending patterns, why I saw, psychologically I was spending the way I was, my issues with drinking. I drink so much. And now uh, she's like, well, where do you think that money's going? <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> you know, she's really helped me see kind of like how my behavior was affecting uh, my actual goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, she just, I have a budget now. I, <laughs> you know, I'm, cause this has been knock on wood, a very good year for me for comedy. Mm-hmm. And um, I, if this happened to me three years ago, I would have had, I still have no money. I would have just spent it all on willy nilly things. And I still do that sometimes. Um, but you don't realize that the, you know, that the addiction isn't just alcohol. It is, you know, the high you get from spending money, from getting a new trinket, from eating a nice dinner. It's like, Oh, that's also a high that you 
mm-hmm. that I struggle with. Yeah. 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 Do you yeah. mind if I ask what was going on in the background where you're just like money comes in and you're just like, got to get rid of it. That is, it's literally, I, growing up, we didn't have a lot of money. And so I always, uh, whenever we did have money, we would be like, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to spend it? And then now as an adult, I realized my parents were in a bunch of credit card debt. And it's like, oh, we shouldn't have done that. <laughs> we should have, <laughs> you know, um, but now my parents, they also figured out their finances and they're doing great. Oh. Uh, just wanted, yeah, 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 yeah. My parents, um, therapy really helps. <laughs> they started going to therapy to save their marriage and they saved their marriage. And their house. They did it. Wow. wow. You're yeah. telling me screaming, <laughs> laughing Catholics went to a therapist. I know. And it took years. Like I was at, I was already away in college. And then my mom was like, if we don't go to therapy, I'm getting a divorce. And so my dad, who was very Italian Catholic, was like, fine. And, um, and now he's a completely different person. Like he is wow. to, at his core. He's, he's the same Gary, but he is like, he used to be so anxious that he would just flip out and scream, you know, mm-hmm. because he's like bottled up. Mm-hmm. He was an exploder. And now he's much more even keel. He talks about his emotions. He has an emotional support dog. Like he's like, wow. Just okay, done Gary a Palufo. real. Yes. I come to us all. Yes. I mean, I'm so proud of him because he's really just like mellowed out and he seems happier. I mean, he's still miserable because he hates his job, but he's about mm. to retire. Okay. He's focusing on the positive. We like he's this. doing great. Yes. yes. Retirement yes. party for Gary. We're all showing yes. up. <laughs> There should be adults like that. You know, um, that maybe this I'm too old uh, and you guys won't get this reference. But in the 80s, there were celebrities on posters in libraries, like trying to get kids to read. Yeah. 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 Yes. There should be I remember parents those. like Gary on those for other <laughs> parents being like, you can change. You yeah. can understand your emotions. You don't have to be miserable. For therapy. Yeah, for therapy. right. So yeah. Like, yeah, not just to read, not to read books. No, it's not, not to like read a book. It's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar it telling you to read a book. <laughs> it is just ra- yeah. random, random, random parents. No, random dads, dads, especially. Random dads. <laughs> random dads. That's what it should be. On these posters. I just yeah. woke up a little while ago, Caitlin. Okay, right. <laughs> You're doing about great. Where my brain is. Earlier, I yeah. was imagining when you were talking about jizz raccoons, I was also imagining a guy in like a hamburger suit with a giant <laughs> sack full of jizz. So, yeah. like, this is where my brain is today. That yeah, is just... I like it. It's creative. I like it. A, vis- a visual just, thinker. A visual yes. for the senses. Yeah. Much like your video yeah. art. <laughs> oh god maybe that's why my dad was so anxious i <laughs> wait hold on if you, if you came from uh you said poor a working mm-hmm. class background mm-hmm. video art seems like a thing that the idle rich would go into can you explain that <laughs> leap well um my parent my mom was a teacher and my dad is a woodworker and their only goal was to have each of their daughters go to college that was it because my dad didn't go to college and so we all went to college and uh, so my mom always said, you you have to go to college, but you can do whatever you want. And I oh. really took that and ran. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And um, well, I, I, um, I first got into college from soccer. So I was playing sports and then I got injured. And so I didn't I was in San Diego at this wonderful school, but I wasn't playing soccer anymore. So I had to kind of figure out what I wanted. And I started with photography. 
I really like taking pictures, being in the dark room and stuff like that. And so my mom was like, just do it. Just do it. it was also the best grades I was getting. So my mom was like, yeah, <laughs> do that. Yeah. <laughs> but she, I was always a creative kid. So I think she kind of knew that that was going to be some sort of, that I was going to go down that vein. My sister was very like, bit like science oriented. She loved biology She and she's a nurse. Oh, wow. And my, yeah, my little sister is just all over the place, um, but a very good drawer. And she is, um, she's also an artist. So uh, it's, uh, she was more just like happy that I found a thing that I yeah. liked. And my dad is just like, I don't care as long as you get a diploma. Like he does not care. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then, and then the video art, I went to grad school for photography. You, and then it kinda... you have a graduate degree? <laughs> yes, I do. Wow. <laughs> Whoopsie daisy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a huge mistake. Um, but uh, we had fun. Um, but it got me to New York. And uh, so I started doing video and then I started doing performance. And so my degree is in something. It's it's technically in photography and new forms, which is what uh, they call. Oh my god! Wait, where'd you go to school? <laughs> What's happening? Was it Pratt? Was it NYU? Was it New School? I went to Pratt. Yeah, it was a Pratt uh-huh. moment. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that, yeah. Hold on. Let's just. So it goes: Manchester United, then <laughs> Ann Geddes, then Vito Acconci. And yeah. then Margaret Cho. I don't know. Where, exactly. like, I'm like trying to. The journey. Incredible. Your knowledge of the art world is very cool. I like that. It's encyclopedic. His knowledge is encyclopedic. Very impressive. Yeah, no one says go, Vito Acconci. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's a deep pull. <laughs> well, I also have a graduate degree. Not, oh yeah, I know, but not not in new forms. Philosophy yeah. of art. I mean, that's what I was studying. That's philosophy true. of art. Philosophy of art. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. In undergrad, I did art history and then uh, new media. So that was photography. And then in grad school, I went full photography and then realized I really liked performing. Uh, and and I was doing like funny, silly videos, too. And so but then I was also trying to be very serious, you know, mm. I, but I was such a I was 22 when I went to grad school, which is too young. Yeah. Um, I think if you're doing grad school, you shouldn't go right after you need to take two years, figure out what you want to do and then go. Cause I went right away and now I don't use my degree at all. Yeah. Um, some people are like, well, performance. And I was like, I was taking off my shirt and having water balloons thrown at me. This is not the same thing. Okay. <laughs> I was a wild child. All right. I was, I'm naked all over the internet. Okay. Like just, Oh my God. So, <laughs> um, so the turn to comedy, I thought you had to go to school for it. Um, I thought that just like art, you had to, you know, take classes and figure it out. And then I went to an open mic and I was like, Oh no, <laughs> anybody can do this. This is, <laughs> this is for the world to try. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah. you know, Harvard, like you, yeah. you technically, if you want to really make it, you technically have to go to school for it. But not for stand yeah. up. You go to school to, you know, write really mathematically sound jokes for a sitcom. Yes. But yeah, not yeah, for yeah. Exactly. That's what you yeah. get at the Harvard. Exactly. It's like, okay, this is like wild. Okay, so you're just you're just off your rocker for moment one. Oh yeah. So I was the, really one of those kids. It's going like the, the switch to stand up. It's almost like in a way that's like that's even a little more grounded than the mm-hmm. performance pieces you have been doing. Do, do you know what I mean? My mom, like, sure, do comedy. We'll take it. My mom was thrilled. She was like, oh, finally, you're doing something that uh, uses all of your talents. 
because I was always a funny kid. I was always the class clown. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kept trying so hard to be serious, to be taken seriously. Nah, be and then my mom was, yes, exactly. I wanted to be deep so bad. I wanted to pretend like I had this trauma that I do not have, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I'm creating trauma for myself. And I'm like, Oh God. And my mom was just like, okay, whatever <laughs> makes just so supportive. I am. I'm so lucky to have such supportive parents. Um, uh-huh. You're like, but when I carry, had just been like, you know what? I'm just going to stick with the laughs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Jim Carrey was just like, I need to be taken seriously. And then when it mm-hmm. tried to do serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some yes. stuff, obviously, that's very good. But I'm saying that like overall, he, he's just a comedic person. Right. If you just mm-hmm. let go of Eternal Sunshine, just give us 12 versions of The Mask. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. All is The Mask. Where's all the sequels? I don't need, I don't need Brecken Meyer. No. I need yeah. Jim Carrey in masks two through twelve. Yeah, masks. Yes, 12. I would still pay to see it. <laughs> Fuck Barbie. I want to go see the mask. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Someone finally said finally. it. Fuck Barbie. I want to see a new mask starring Jim Carrey. Jim, if you're listening to this episode, we yes, lo- we no love feminist you icon. Stuff. Give me Jim Carrey and his angry paintings now. Yes. Exactly. But we want we want another mask, okay? We want another mask. Honestly, <laughs> some studio exec has to be screaming for it, right? Yeah, oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah, they're just gonna CGI it now. Now they don't even have to. <laughs> don't That's get true. Me started. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now you want to take a break and then answer some uh, advice questions? Absolutely. All right, we'll be back Woo-hoo. after this. This is a real break. 
call with her doctor. So let's get yes. into it. See we what get, the eggs are doing. We get questions yeah. from all over Twitter, Instagram, Gmail. Voicemail is our favorite. Naomi, what is that number? 323-524-7839. You guys, there's a three-minute limit. You got to start up top with your pronouns and the log line. Because sometimes y'all be chatting and then I lose the question. Now, Naomi has, of course, famously created a style guide for Ask Rana, not for her own podcast, but for another podcast. So maybe listen to their style guide and then apply that also to well, this. Well, I don't want to boss around my listeners. I'm just happy they're here. But I can go to somebody else's podcast and say, get it together. I'm listening to this. Because like, I listen to Ask Rana and like people be too long. And I said, I got to say something. Well, is only a little over two minutes. That's so. good. That's good. Here we go. Oh, my gosh. I'm really doing this. Hello, Andy and Naomi. Okay, so um, a couple episodes ago, I was listening to your show, and you guys were talking about, um, like, being with an emotionally unavailable person and, like, what it's like to crack the shell. Like, I think Andy had a metaphor that was, like, you dig deep into the shell and then maybe there's oil and that's good, and then dinosaur bones, and it's bad, or I don't know. Honestly, I'd be thrilled to find some dinosaur bones, but um, I don't know if that was it. But I, <laughs> I'm so nervous. I broke up with someone of five years um, a week ago, and, you know, the, it comes in waves, the grief. Um, and it's because we cracked open that shell, and there was just a bunch of baby chicks in it. And what I mean by that is, um, he's on his own journey. He's going to therapy for the first time. Mm. And like, I really like want and love him, but, um, like he really wants to be on his own because we got together really young. And, um, mm. I know that's best too, but I also love him, but also like, he is like a baby right now. Like, Spiritually, I mean, like he's figuring out complexities that I feel like teenage girls understand in Roman when they're 15, you know? Um, and so I'm like, maybe I just kind of need someone at my level and like we're consciously uncoupling. So my question is for me, which, um, will call me Zelda and I use they, them. Um, how can I separate myself where I have so much love for this p person, almost a little bit like a parent, like, in a toxic way that's why we know this is good but how do i find my own life and like not see and date people as projects and just like view myself as the project um okay Woo! thank you i love you guys bye okay zelda right zelda said as how do legend i of? yes legend of how do <laughs> i you know not pick people as projects mm -hmm. how do i focus on me and also, yeah. I think, how do you let go of this person, right? Five years mm -hmm. is a long time. Yeah, that is. And that's just going to take time. Um, but uh, as, a per as a person who loves a fixer-upper, which <laughs> is what my previous relationship was when we got together, uh, my partner didn't have a bank account. He didn't have a phone. Wow. And he lived in a storage unit. And no, Caitlin, <laughs> yes. Caitlin, Caitlin, sorry, walk God. us through, <laughs> walk us through that. I mean, yeah, it's almost like um, he's gobsmacked. I mean, I, yeah. look, we live in a capitalist hellscape. I'm not like people have to live wherever they can live. But how do they, how, what, 
the I mean, I'm they sorry, had, I'm like I'm like yeah how were they going through adult life without some basics and but the basic I really mean the phone <laughs> and the bank account yeah well he's he was a line cook and so they notoriously don't make a lot of money he was also kind of a young punk mm. like he was in the punk lifestyle which is who needs a house you know it's uh-huh. very um, nomadic um, and uh, he was so hot um, just. <laughs> Come on. And uh, we, he just, yeah. So whenever we got together, I was like, these are all things I can fix, you know? Um, and then you get to a point where you're just like, well, they have to want to be fixed. <laughs> you know, where was he showering? Go. Where was he showering? At the um, sink at work. He was taking at a work. horse bath. Okay. Yes. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. He was washing up at work. Okay. And then yes. mm-hmm. you knew this stuff going in and like, what were you? Did you go in really trying, being like, let's walk to Chase together? Like, were you, you know what I mean? Like, did you kind of go in being like, I'm going to make this person better? I think I went into it um, being like, oh, he has so much potential. You know, I saw like he was, (laughs) I don't even know if he had abs. He just had like this very, like, because he was a punk. He was covered in tattoos. He had a shaved head. He was kind of like a bad boy. Wow, you took um, a hard pivot after that. I did. I sure did. <laughs> you said, never again. I want a bitch with a 401k. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, just really turned around. But um, but yeah, I think I went into it being like, he has so much potential. He's such a good cook. He could really be like, I feel like I'm getting it at the ground floor. You know, it's like an investment almost. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get into like, you start living together and you start seeing why they're on the ground floor, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, well, that you have it's to back to their uh, uh, you have to focus on your own build. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because building a house is hard. All right. You can't do yours and someone else's. You have to have two people who are trying to build at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, That's your habitat for humanities. Exactly. In which case you're doing like 18 at the same time. Yeah. And God bless. You're saving the world. We need you. <laughs> exactly. You've got 45 college students to help you. Yeah. That uh, is a polyamorous society. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, but, but I do think it's like part of this is, I will say this, with your current ex and this situation, again, you, you know, the time you're calling us has been a week. Obviously, it's been a little more time. But one of the things I say is like, you cannot communicate with them. You got to take a, I think, a hard line for mm-hmm. yourself. This is not you're dead to me. We're not going to be friends. But I think you got to break the habit of this person being the go-to person after mm-hmm. five years that the go-to. And so you got to start building up other people. And I think the only way you build up your network of close friends, confidants, you know, the emotional support of other people is to not engage with that person. Yeah, but you should still call their therapist weekly and just see how they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to get a follow-up on my ex. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not allowed to talk about my patients. Uh, but I love him, and I've been giving him money all these years. I feel like I deserve to know. Um, anyway, how much do you think you could give – how much do you think a therapist, any random therapist, it would cost to, to find out about another patient of theirs? Like, what's the number? I mean, I've seen a lot of SVU, and they are – very noble in their causes. So oh. <laughs> they're not, giving I would away. say they're not, giving I don't away. think they're giving it. They're very big on ethics. So <laughs> is that why Nixon had yeah. to break in and get the Daniel Ellsberg's files? Absolutely. They couldn't just pay 
Just at, pay off the therapist. No, no, no. I think they need 10K at least. And it depends on what the information you want is. Oh, 10K. That's low. I was saying 100K. I, no. I think yeah, they're looking for 10, was... but I think it depends on the info you want. Therapist, write in. What's your number? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think what you're saying about the build, like, so you said, I mean, this is the breakup too that you said was very amicable. And so sort of mm-hmm. this question of um, how do you focus on yourself and not someone else? I mean, mm-hmm. you got into your next relationship relatively quickly, Caitlin. Like, mm-hmm. you didn't have time alone, really. Well, no. I, In between, my boyfriend hates this story. But uh, <laughs> in between um, my ex-boyfriend and my current boyfriend, I slept with one guy. And it was so bad that I was like, I don't want to do this again. I already <laughs> have the guy. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not doing this again. I'm not going through being single and having having fun, quote unquote. Yeah. I already know that it could work with this guy. So I'm just going to go for it. So it was just, what was it? Just so awkward or just awful? Like what was the actual? Like- it was so bad. It was a guy who uh, I always thought was attractive. We met at a bar. We went back to my place. And before I could even say we should use a condom, he finished. Oh. He pulled out and came on my shoulder. Oh, wow. I mean, now Kaylin would have been like, nom, 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 nom. you know, <laughs> very, very jizz raccoony. But uh, at the time I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. So was your shoulder. Like that was like, that's his thing. No, he just got good distance. Wow. Cool. Oh God. The sex <laughs> negative in me. I can't take it. Now, now I've crossed my line. My line is crossed. Shoulder. <laughs> oh, so the the, the choice, the body part that was the the line across like the distance line is what I just. <laughs> but yeah, okay, really quickly with this question, I also feel that it is like, um, focusing on yourself is sort of like, it really is making a saying to yourself, Zelda, I am not going to be looking for a relationship. And even mm-hmm. if someone crosses my path that I like, I'm going to keep it platonic for as long as possible. I think you have to force yourself to be a little self-centered. And mm-hmm. and and that and I think being self-centered is fine when there's not anyone else in your life, right? I wouldn't say like be self-centered in a full ass relationship with a family <laughs> and other people who <laughs> need you. But right now, you gotta practice what do I want, what do I need? Also clocking what makes me feel good. And this is going to sound cheesy, but I think a good way to start that kind of thing is a gratitude list of sort of at the end of each day being like, what was good? What was bad? And you'll start to kind of find if you're somebody who's always looking to fix someone else. If you write these things down, you start to find this is what makes me feel good. And then Mm -hmm. that's going to be what you start to chase. What if fixing someone else is on that list? Well, it's going, but that's my point. That's why I'm like, you have to be aggressively single and aggressively selfish. So that's not an option. Mm. You can't put that on the list. Because you're going to be doing your own thing and try to figure out like, oh, I feel good when I'm with friends who blank. I feel good when I take a walk and just get to do whatever. I feel good when I'm painting. I feel good. Like all these things. Essentially, Zelda needs like a what would a narcissist do? uh, (laughs) Just for a little bit. Bracelet. Exactly. Just for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think just because it's almost an an exercise in sort of Mm -hmm. learning to put yourself first and if it's and then and then you kind of like and then when there is someone you kind of realize oh this person feels good and enriching this person doesn't mm-hmm. feel like a project yeah that's great advice Naomi I mean outstanding I'm your budget okay I want you to feel good you know what I mean I, I've done a lot of the work it hasn't worked on me but I do know <laughs> what to say I yeah. do know what to say so I get it incredible yeah I'm gonna start a gratitude list gosh you gotta break it down when you don't know you that's what it is and again five years and you said 
um, Zelda said they were young when they got together, right? So it could be like 20 to 25, you know, 22 to 20. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of time that you spend, you know, making mistakes, acting a fool. Yes. Figuring out what does and doesn't work. And so now you got to mm-hmm. take that time. Caitlin, can I tell you, I legitimately feel nauseous thinking about the dude that was between uh, your line cook and <laughs> your, your fiance. Current, your your fiance. Yeah. I legitimately, Me too. I'm just like, oh god, what a what a disgusting I know. human being. It's fine. Yeah, he was hard. the neighborhood coke dealer. So what was Caitlin! I? Caitlin, I know, I know, I I know. It was like. Uh, <laughs> I grew up being like the the butch tomboy kind of person who didn't get a lot of male attention. And so in my 20s and uh, the beginning of my 30s, I really leaned into hot Caitlin. You know, I really had a great time. I get that. I felt that way too. I mean, I was hooking up a bit in college, but that was my intro. And even that felt relatively late because Mm -hmm. what it felt like is like all I, I wanted the old school, let's hold hands, let's go on dates. But by that point, everyone's like, we're having sex. Took them, you know, and it was like, okay, well, I guess I got to do that. You know, you just wanted to go to the sock up. I did. I wanted the old school, yeah. which is why when you and I went on that first date and you held my hand in the oh. movie theater, I was like, this is what I've been asking for. <laughs> sweet evening. That's so sweet. Something simple and sweet. It was like too much, you know, but. Oh, <laughs> Holding hands is nice. Well, holding your hand is nice. Mm-hmm. I know, but we got to bring oh. holding hands back. You know, we've got to bring holding hands back mm-hmm. and just like taking the pressure off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, like, oh, good Lord. Kids today <laughs> going straight to rimming each other, not holding hands. <laughs> oh, my God. Caitlin, we got one more kid. I almost okay. lost my water on that one. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're going to do one more. Here it is. This is another voicemail. Hey, Andy and Naomi. I love you so much. I love your children pets, uh, and I love your amazing advice. Um, I have recently started seeing somebody that is super cool, and we have a lot in common, and I'm getting those, like, butterfly feelings, which is really exciting, and I haven't had that in a really long time, and it's something that I do want. But so then the problem is that this person just fully told me that they are an alcoholic, which is okay. And so they're, they're the type that is still drinking and not in therapy or working on it, it seems like. It's just something that they're living with. And it's not something I would have necessarily noticed. Uh, I've only known this person in a couple of weeks. Um, and then at the same time, they also have schizoaffective disorder, okay, no. um, which is a heavy, like a varsity level mental illness that they are medicated for. But I myself have some varsity level mental illness issues. And so this is just not like the most stable choice for a primary partner. And so even though I know that in my head, my heart is like, but we have this huge crush on this person and we already like them. And my therapist told me to imagine that, you know, tonight is the last time I'm going to see them. And it just breaks my heart because I really already have a lot of like fun amazing feelings for this person and I kind of want to like wring as much joy out of it as I can while at the same time I know that the longer that I date this person the longer I'm not dating somebody that would be potentially a better primary partner I don't know if there's anything to say about this I wish there was uh so I turn to you I love you guys thank you what's the question (laughs) what what do they do what you can't be with this active alcoholic with schizoaffective disorder. Because <laughs> those two especially, because that's the thing. I mean, I mean, 
Is yeah. it a question? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Is it a question? Yeah. You can't. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead, Kate. The, the, the mental uh, illness thing, that's not a that's not a red flag. That's just a thing that you can work through. And if you're, you know, that's totally fine. Right. The alcoholic and still drinking, uh, that is a that yeah. is a huge red flag. That is someone who's not ready to get better. And then when they do decide, it will take a full year if they're do the program to uh, and they will want to be alone. And then they are going to have to figure out how to rediscover themselves. It's a whole journey for yeah, an alcoholic. Yep. yep. And you you can't be a part of that. Um, they're going to go through and, the whole thing. They're going to date someone that's in the program. That's old. That's <laughs> been there longer than <laughs> yeah, them. But still not oh, good you. for them. And then that'll be a problem. <laughs> well, because I also want to say this too. You know, we know that alcohol is a depressant. We know alcohol affects our mental state. When you already have a severe underlying condition, it is in the way of you dealing with that condition, right? Because mm-hmm. your alcohol is going to interfere with the medication you're taking for schizoaffective mm-hmm. disorder, if you're taking mm-hmm. it. It's going to impact, you know, the way you deal with all that other stuff and then taking Mm -hmm. alcohol. And I'm I'm assuming, yeah, big part, you know, you're medicating with alcohol a bit when you Mm -hmm. have, I mean, we all, when you have an alcohol problem is medicating in general, but certainly Mm -hmm. if you have this going on, alcohol maybe serves to dampen some of the more intense moments or whatever, however that Mm -hmm. um, schizoaffective disorder manifests. So then you take that alcohol away. That person is now going to be dealing with all the reasons why they were drinking in the first place. Mm -hmm. And I understand you have a crush. I understand this person is cute and dynamic and y'all are connecting, but this may have to just be a friend, honey. This may have to just be a buddy old pal. You can't. You can't because they have things that need to be handled that they have to come to on their own. They have to have a system in place and not a system mm-hmm. that you as a partner forces on them or is like, please do this or whatever. And mm-hmm. you said, oh, this isn't something I would have noticed. We've been seeing each other a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's not. That ain't enough time for you. But say. also, if mm-hmm. like if you haven't noticed, that means maybe they're doing it secretly. Well, that's what yes. I mean. I'm like, like, for a couple of weeks, you could hide anything. You could hide yeah. anything for 14 days. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Which I would say is another level. Like, if you are secretly drinking, that's like, that now yeah. you're like, you got to handle like, okay, why is this a secretive? Like, you, you. You have acknowledged you're an alcoholic again. Alco- like you, no, you can't diagnose another person. It has to be a thing that you yeah. come to on your own. But like, mm-hmm. but like the net, the next level is like, uh, is like you know that there's that there's something you should fix, and then you're actively mm-hmm. avoiding doing that. Yes, and that's like ugh. have a crush on yourself, okay? Because mm. know that when you start dating this person, you're going to see all of this. It's going to unravel. They're going to get more comfortable with you, and then the blinds are going to go up. And you're going to see the whole house. You're going to mm-hmm. see everything. And it's not going to be cute for you. It's not going to be fun for you. So go into this last meeting being like, okay, I'm going to enjoy this moment. Right. But understand that if I continue with this, it's going to, this moment will be the best it's ever going to be. It's right. only going to get worse from here. Yes. Right, right, yeah. right. It's like a couple weeks into dating the person, you will be given a UV light. And mm-hmm. you'll you'll be in their see yes the, their you'll stains see, on the hotel yes. wall yes yes like literally everything <laughs> yeah. is going to yeah, be yeah, yeah, stained yeah, yeah. and you're like oh yeah. this was mm-hmm. a mistake yeah I think yes. it's, I think in a way too something it's like you know it's so rare that we get people who tell us who they are so quickly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. take the gift and run yeah like, <laughs> right you know when somebody tells you who they are it's like he, this person told you this is mm-hmm. what I got going on. And again, mm-hmm. it's less to me the schizoaffective disorder, which can have, you know, 
medication therapy things that can manage that it's the untreated but acknowledged alcoholism this is someone who says yes i have a drinking problem i'm drinking and sometimes mm-hmm. people think just saying the problem is enough because you're like well i'm aware yeah. of it so it's fine uh, and it's like actually mm-hmm. no no you got to do the work yeah do the work no matter what and i'm yes. wondering if they're not handling their alcoholism are they also not in therapy are they like because it's one thing to have a, as the as Zelda said, a varsity level mental illness. It's another thing to be like, and have like medication for it. But yeah, have a plan. In you place. have to be in therapy mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, assist, well, just yeah. like a system, so, right? A whole a design for are, living. How do you manage this? Are they also doing that? Or is it just, I take my, I don't know what medicine you take. I take my Lexapro or whatever, and that's that. Because mm-hmm. that's not handling. That's, the, that's almost the same as, uh, I guess, being a dry drunk. Mm-hmm. As you're saying, yeah, you're not doing the work in either yeah. case. I don't know. I don't know what this issue. person. Now, I don't know where I heard this, but have you ever heard of a gratitude list? <laughs> I, don't know where, I, I, I don't know where it came from, but like, um, it's just a thing I've heard of that seems great. <laughs> and at the end of the day, you write you're down messy, all the. Messy. I need. Yeah. There will be somebody else. There will be somebody else. Yeah, for and sure. And I know mm-hmm. it sucks when you get excited, and it and mm-hmm. depending on who you are, you know, getting excited can be hard to come by. You know, when it comes to dating mm-hmm. people. So I get that, but you have to know that there is somebody who is better suited to being a partner, and this person mm-hmm. is not. And that's a, there's a difference. There's a difference between over yeah. vibe, and this person wants to build a relationship with me and can meet mm-hmm. me where I am and can take care of me. Yeah. As a person who's kissed a lot of frogs, when the stars align, well, I'm sure you guys know, when the stars align, it's like, oh, everything just kind of fits. Mm-hmm. It's not a struggle. It's not a battle. It's not something you have to really fight, fight for in the beginning. Yes. You know, it's easy and yeah. it works together. And you're like, oh, it clicks. And you just become so comfortable so quickly. Yes. It's not supposed to be hard. Yeah. It's well, not supposed to be hard right away. Right. I, I think the thing mm-hmm. that, we, that like I can't like because Naomi and I like it was a little what's the word tumultuous, tumultuous in the beginning. But the chemistry mm-hmm. was so right that it was mm-hmm. so worth it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like, I've never had chemistry with another person like I have with Naomi. Isn't that gorgeous? Mm-hmm. That's, That's it. Gorgeous. So sweet. I, I love it. <laughs> you know You know what? Speaking of things I love, Caitlin. 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 <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a wonderful introduction to the human you are. What a beautiful Monday morning <gasps> oh, for us, Monday afternoon. I mean, this was a total blast. I love I love this situation. I think I'm going to listen to your damn podcast. I think I'm going to do it. You guys are so great. <laughs> and as a comedian? Listening yeah, to that another means a comedian's podcast. That is. Okay, now I've heard everything. Now that. Now I've heard it all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Caitlin, thank you so much for joining us. You guys, thank you so much for listening. Yes. And we will see you next time. time. Good luck with the doctor. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. 
Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.